Welcome back to Stratford Vibe Exchange. I'm your host, Kareem Rushdie. We're filming live in Fresh and Free Studios inside of Nancy Campbell Academy, downtown Stratford. Today, we have with us a local legend, Chris Von Kleist, a.k.a. KVK, <laughs> a.k.a. videographer extraordinaire, a.k.a. the magic capturer, Oof. a.k.a. the list goes on. Oof. How are you? Oof, so good after an intro like that. <laughs> like, can you export that, Victor? And I can listen to that every morning when I get up. He will. He will. For you, just for you. Sick. Every morning. You Sick. want the audio? Yeah. I like to. Or that could be your ringtone. Ooh, whoa. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> ringtone and maybe my we can voicemail. Do vo we can do voices to the local legend. Chris Yo, Von Kleist. That would be a cool business. AKA. And then just, yeah. I would pay for that. Um, okay. Because it's, it's one of those stale to-do items on my to-do list to update my voicemail uh, yeah, voice. Yeah, it's actually on my list too. <laughs> I don't even know what mine says right now and I've changed what I'm doing in the world. Exactly. Oops. And I think it'd be so much funner if someone like called me and had that. Okay, what do you want it to it'll do it right now? Oh, how long can you get? Like You've reached the voicemail of Chris Von Kleist, Stratford's premier videographer. Currently open for projects in 2025 and beyond. If you are calling about a project for this year, I'm losing the voice, but you know, then you could say, Please hang up now. <laughs> Yo, that's perfect. Okay. Thank you. Even with the uh, the little the little mess ups, keep it organic. Ooh, I love. I'm a good fan of the mess ups. The mess ups. Me too. I'm like authentic. It's organic. Yes, polishing, but I recorded a song with my students one time. This was when our school, Nancy Campbell, was in London. Okay. And um. Because it started in Stratford, moved to London, and then moved back. Right. And I joined when it was in London. Cool. And um, basically, we had no studio there. We had, so I was recording the song in the classroom. And I had about 25 students in the classroom, and everyone was being loud. And I had the mic set up just right there. And I, the students who were recording said, shouldn't we, like, ask everyone to leave? Or, and I was like, it's fine. It's part of the vibe. Just go. And they recorded, and actually in the recording, you can't tell. Well, but if I was to solo the vocal track, you could definitely hear people chatting in the back. But when you add the drums and the synth and the stuff, you can't hear it. So I guess that's not really a mess up, but it's the concept of, like, yeah, you can reach perfection or strive for perfection or excellence, which is a great thing. But on the path to excellence, we don't need to, you know, cut too many branches off this thing, like, let some branches just grow wild. Yo, you gotta. And that's definitely where I am in my journey right now is, which I feel like we vibe in the intention part. We totally vibe. <laughs> we totally vibe, period. <laughs> yeah. But when I approach a project or um, a project approaches me, mm. um, especially now it's taking time to delve into 
the intent of it and yeah and similar to a seed of any type of plant that also grows right like what do i want it to grow into or how can i contribute to the growth and yeah if it's supposed to be a tree and i i very much align with wanting to be a tree or vibe like a tree Mm. like i want to be rooted where like where my home base is where my headquarters is and i want to grow to the point where i can give off oxygen as well as take in co2 to Mm. help in the you know further furtherment of you know our existence but we need we need people to be trees but some people are very happy to be gardens that can be a garden here and then when the season's done they go and be a garden somewhere else Mm. deep stuff reminding me of my experience in stratford when i came to visit for the first time i sat on the bench by the water actually just down from here like um and i was pretty young i think i was 17 and i sat on the bench and i saw the bird flying and it landed on a tree and then i thought i could be the tree or i could be the bird and then i said i'm gonna be the bird i want to fly free i don't want to stay in stratford for the rest of my life So I flew free for a while. Then I found myself on the same bench, maybe five <laughs> years later, and I saw another bird Whoa. land on a tree. I think maybe even the same tree. I don't know. And then I thought, that tree, though, there's a power in that tree. Mm. I'm going to be the tree. I'm going to plant my roots and you know, start family, and yada, yada, yada. You know. And then another five years later, roughly, I found myself sitting on the same bench seeing a bird land on a tree and then i thought i am energy mm. i can transform i'm both i'm a tree that flies i'm a bird that plants roots you know yeah oh that yeah. i you reminded me of that i forgot you know we have these profound moments sometimes we forget <laughs> yo and thank you for sharing that because like it also adds to where i feel or at least what i offered there in the tree analogy which Mm. i very much align with but you're totally right as far as extending that concept and reminding ourselves well at the end of the day we aren't literally trees yeah yeah. we are we are these beings that do have this vast ability to be many things Mm. big time is very yeah brain wrinkling brain wrinkling uh, so you say a human. A human. I've been, I actually have been wanting to ask you, so now I'm going to ask you on camera. What? Why Why do you say a human? Where does that come from? What does it mean? Oh, yo. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's the vibe exchange. It's the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so happy you're here. Um, this is the 11th episode. So you're oof. the first after the 10th, the first 10. So this is the... We had to get 10 of them out of the way to make way for you. I vibe with 11 so much. And really? I can add to a numerology standpoint to that. Please after, do. Yeah, yeah. After the human thing. A human. Yeah. I'm very much a, a human at this point in time mm. that has, through my experiences, given me these perspectives of of how... I've been brought up in society, 
um, and being a more female presenting person and, mm. and being given that, like being born as a female on my birth certificate, mm -hmm. as many people will talk about now. It's a very, I would say, hot topic in the sense of like either um, passion will start firing or blood will start boiling or and everything in between. Yeah. But I think it's a very in-depth and emotionally involved topic to to Big be time. talking about and more so in taking the time and space to talk about it, which is why I say thank you for asking because hmm. to offer the space to just offer my perspective in being someone who was put in this gendered box where mm. we as a society are, especially in the West Western culture, but more so around the world, like we're conditioned that females are put aside in a lot of in a lot of shapes and forms and yes like yeah. as a reminder even here women didn't even get the right to vote um yeah that's over. new that's still fresh yeah technically and and still being seen in how like my grandmother would conduct her life and and very admirably like i have so much love and respect for that it's where we are right now in, mm. in this point in time of who we are and what we're even being brought up t to know that we are capable to do many yeah. of things. And a lot of sadness has been instilled in my journey by being mm. immediately brushed off because, because I, people will assume my characteristics based off of what they are physically seeing, mm. which is, you know, diminishing in, in my humanity in some way. Mm. And, and I'm not the only one experiencing that. It's, it's like, uh, my partner, Claire and I, when we shout out, Claire, shout out, shout out, Claire, Claire. had to be done. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably, it'll probably uh, happen a lot on this one. Yeah. Um, a huge, we have uh, so much love for Claire, but similar, like also this creative in this female presenting identity mm. but uh very much uh, very much aware we, like we're at this point where there is just this awareness of of energies and the terms masculine and feminine are used mm. in many of ways but at the core it's also energetics and and yes physical manifestations right. such as yes people will argue that I look like a girl, so mm. I am a girl, which again goes back to like you're diminishing everything else that is me. It's like you're just mm. taking what you are physically tallying up based off of what we've grown up knowing, right? And then putting on this whole costume for me mm. that I didn't want to put on, similar to like you know, just clothing in general, um, which is where a human. It's just the realization where when we, Claire and I, before we eat dinner, we do like to take a moment of gratitude, a gratitude mm. prayer. It's, again, we're very spiritual, but no, it doesn't, well, it, I was also uh, raised Catholic, so I have this. So do you make up your own prayer? Or yes. Or do you have like a gratitude prayer? Oh, so you kind of say it like in the moment. Yes, but it's very much gratitude, like stemming from what I believe was the good, what good intentions are in, in Catholicism and, and any religion, mm. like 
taking time to be thankful for, you know, what you have, the beautiful things we have. What always caught me was in Catholicism at the end of anything, it's always amen. And to me, that just felt like we were excluding a whole half, if not more of this. Oh, because men. Oh, and never even thought of that. And then again, it really that sticks out to me because a lot of my journey up until this point has been this this challenge or these obstacles of being able to even do what I'm doing right now has been in face of the the statistics of when I went to film school, less than ten percent of of any role behind the camera was still on, like only women so that left 90 percent of of yes. anything that we see yeah. video wise was predominantly in a male perspective which it's nothing it's it's more i definitely come from the angle of equality of of like we're all humans and mm -hmm. and like i'm not right. gonna sit there and presume based off of how you physically physically present yourself to be what you are because mm. yeah just because you're wearing a white shirt and black pants, like you look really presentable, but oh, yeah, I didn't realize I was wearing white and black, <laughs> <laughs> but my shoes are purple and yellow, which is so fun. Like That's that, cool. that accent really does <laughs> give this extended sense that, yeah, there's probably some fun color there, but I right, won't right. really know until we sit down and have a conversation. Like That's this. true. That's true. Yeah. Like me wearing white and black doesn't mean I don't have a colorful personality. Because in some shape or fashion, like you could show up like that and be like, "Oh, are you going to play golf, or or yeah, right. are you a business person right. on a day off?" Oh, thank I, you, thank you. But and yes, how you're gonna interpret that that presumption is gonna depend. Like, yeah, because if you dig into this example, the truth is, I lost weight, so I had to buy new clothes. Well, and I just had to buy them quick, so I just went to Walmart and just bought clothes. <laughs> Just boom, and and it felt amazing. So the truth behind what I'm wearing now, I, I didn't think anything about what it looks like. I was just thinking about, well, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I got sick, so I had to change my diet. So mm. the byproduct of getting healthy was losing weight, but the the consequence of that was my clothes didn't fit anymore. They were falling off my body and way too swimming in my shirts and pants falling off literally even with the belt i had to make a new holes in my belt Oof, that's but it feels good and yeah. I, my organs are happy like kudos and way to go thank you like thank that's you. so amazing so would you say that um you're you're kind of it sounds to me because you just said a lot of profound deep things i just asked you you know why do you say a human <laughs> And you went into a really, really deep topic and you said it's kind of a hot topic right now, but I would argue it's the hottest mm. of topics in Canada anyways, where we are. As you go to different parts of the world, there's different topics that are hotter. But um, here right now, because I'm also a high school teacher, so I mm. know with, even with the kids right now that it's a hot, hot, hot topic. And, and with parents too, because I've been in touch with parents. Parents are also trying to figure out what's all this stuff going on right now with identity and uh, gender and all these things so i'm really happy you brought it up i didn't know a human would lead to that um but i just yeah so my question for you would be do you like are you sort of interested in 
um, challenging the existing or the previous sort of um, structures of the roles of of gender, the gender roles in our society. Because you kind of touched on that when you said, because I was born a female, people will look at me and then dress me in a way. And I, I think I saw deep into the dress me, and meaning I would dress you with a conception of how you should act and behave, you know, what you should do, what you can and can't do. I don't know if that's what you meant, but that's why I'm kind of sharing it back to, to clarify. And so if that is sort of what you were implying, then is that something you're you're sort of interested in in your daily journey through our society to challenge that and say, like, those roles, it didn't work. It's, it's not OK. So let's do something different. Is that sort of where you're headed? It definitely feels a part of my path at this again, at this mm. point in, in my life where I am emotionally evolved uh, emotionally matured enough to have more of a third party look on my journey up until this point mm. third um, party look i like that <laughs> right how how do we really know how to deconstruct a situation until we're far enough or or healed enough mm. from that that point in time yeah. especially as we all know in in adolescence and even in our childhood we're we're not equipped yet with the the vocabulary or or the articulation at least not in in my time to really mm. understand what i was feeling internally versus what was being told or conditioned to me and he, and i use conditioning more more so in the sense of well what exactly conditioning is 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 right. the the average or the consensus consensus of of the higher authority, let's say, mm. determining to be what should be taught. Like this works for, for our our government or our country right now, so let's continue teaching it to continue that forward. Right. Um, Which is not a developmental approach. I, I, I didn't feel like I experienced a lot of room to experiment or, or a safe space to even have the conversations to exercise the what ifs it mm. was always the it was always this is it right 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 no ifs this is it right right and luck luckily i've i've been blessed with enough people influentially um were these subtle examples or hit hints towards that no i didn't have to continue in a certain way or manner but that was it was definitely a challenge from yeah from my childhood up until uh even my 20s like i'm i'm coming to the end of my 20s now and oh you're so young <laughs> what not to congrats on being young oh i congrats. do you feel young that's another brain wrinkle of life another it's, brain wrinkle I, every day i'm here I can only compare it to how long I've been here. Yeah, right. And perspective. I I'm very much someone who when when a birthday rolls around, I'll be more more like thanks for still being here or like or I'm mm. I I'm still here. I made it this far. Yay. Right. Um gratitude. So gratitude seems to be a theme with you. 
which is very powerful because what I've understood of life so far is that gratitude is a sign of spirituality mm. and entitlement is a sign of materialism, mm. which is when I first heard that kind of opened my mind and I've, I've been spending the past five, six years really digging into that and trying to observe it in the world. And I see example. And so same with you, like we vibe immediately. And I, I, I also, I'm a very grateful person. I was so thankful every day, you know, and that's the reason I changed my diet because I'm so thankful for my family. I thought if I die right now, just because I like burgers, <laughs> you know, I love deep fried things mm. and sugar. That's the reason I'm going to die like that's not I'm too grateful for what I have with my family to let that go because of some stupid eating choices, you know, that hits. So, yeah, that gratitude. Hits gratitude and um uh, uh i want to like yeah the gratitude train also kind of lines up in the same route of of where we were initially talking as far as this identity mm. hot hottest yeah topic. yeah hottest hottest we gotta add a sound effect <laughs> identity victor do you want to do a sound bite sound bite <laughs> um uh yeah uh, especially the way I see identity now mm. is an invitation that I am giving you based off of what I'm telling you of myself. So mm. for example, yes, at this moment, I, I'm more so aligned with the identity of gender non-binary and more so in, in the sense of I'd rather not even bring gender into a, even a discussion like this because mm. at the end of the day just because you may identify as male which like i do you i do okay yes so, yeah just because you identify right. as male and just because i was conditioned to understand all of these prerequisites or characteristics of what a male should be conducting in a day-to-day -day, mm -hmm. i'm not going to at least I'm exercising not letting that be how I'm going to perceive this conversation here now. Um, mm. And similar to just because... So you're talking kind of also about prejudice. Yeah. So you're not going to, you know, have a preconceived thought or notion about what I may or may not do based on my gender, my presenting gender. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It's it, like as simple as the way i'm dressed today for example and i did use like vibalicious oh, thank you and like i vibe with this mm. and i would say the stereotypical i didn't see the boots till now <laughs> the boots are also amazing <laughs> love the boots um the whole fit right my fit i think my fit is a 10 out of 10 for me but that doesn't mean i won't walk down the street especially even with my hair here and there, like I can sense people looking. And oh, yeah. to me, that is an external exercise of reminding people that we don't always have to conform to the cookie cutter, cookie, the cookie yeah, cutter, the cookie cutter. Um, which cookie cutters are great. It's efficient, you know, it keeps <laughs> the system going. But to me, yeah, that's but that's good for cookies. Like, <laughs> we're human beings. Yeah. 
a cookie cutter like i believe in god and i don't think god used a cookie cutter mm. i think god made each one of us unique i mean maybe there's a god algorithm or something i don't know how it all works but maybe but somehow every one of us is completely different that i know that's from my own observation of people and really reflecting deeply with everyone i meet and say you could, there can be some similarities you know sometimes you vibe well with somebody sometimes you don't you know but regardless we're all so unique so it's interesting though because i think that um what we were talking about just before this just before oh, yeah. we hit record oh, yeah. was um something i'm very passionate about right now because yeah this is a hot topic sure you could say it's divisive the topic of identity you could also say the topic of covid vaccines is divisive well maybe i shouldn't have said that for the algorithm on youtube <laughs> it's fine um but the what i'm interested in is how do we create an environment or spaces human social spaces where we're allowed to just share what's on our mind just share okay you think that okay maybe i think something different and we're still friends mm. and we can go away from there saying i shared my piece and let's all reflect on it yes because how can any one of us claim to know these things in full truth we don't i don't i don't agree with that i do personally agree with some divine teachings you know we can learn from divine teachings for sure to me that's a source of of truth and when you read them like every major religion of the world has at its core the same teaching, which is called the golden rule, which is treat your neighbor mm -hmm. the way you wish to be treated. Mm -hmm. So that's at the core mm -hmm. of all of them. Mm -hmm. So you can look at what someone's doing in a religion in the name of that religion. And are they treating their neighbor the way they wish to be? No. Okay. So they're actually not staying true to the teaching. Right. So it's not, we can't slap the label of, oh, that's what the Christians did. No, that's what that person did or the, that yeah. group of people, <laughs> which actually, you know, Christ is watching uh, and saying like, yeah, it's not exactly what I, you know, was going for. <laughs> and, and that's where I, the word tragic comes to mind where mm. it's, it's quite a tragedy to know that at the core at the core of all of these religions is this moral compass and belief system that yes connects you to this divine source that you share with mm. god or this this higher level this mm -hmm. this thing that is beyond ourselves or energy that it gets so tainted with political standpoints which is what has mm -hmm. happened historically yeah um like the story of Christ, even historically, he's uh, Yewa. Jesus is is the translation from the like, oh, okay. the, like the original text. When you think about where it actually happened, it was not in English, and his yeah, name right. wasn't actually <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And it's been this telephone game through all the translations. Mm. Um, and uh, like he was. Telephone's a great game, by the way. It is, but do it, it all the time with the students, <laughs> and it's a great message at the end. Yes, um, and uh, and that can be where. That's pretty much what I'm getting at here, as far as mm -hmm. things got lost in yeah. in the mix, and uh, a lot of historians will look at the story of 
Yehwar Jesus to be more political than anything. He was he was quite a politician in mm-hmm. the sense of what he was. Um, like revolutionary concepts, is that what you mean? Yes, and, and being a voice for the oppressed then, mm. because at that time um, it was still um, whatever religion was the mass was connected with who was in ruling. And at that time, mm. it was, I forget the name of the king then, but because he was king and he was this type of faith, that is what most people should have been. But um, you also have to be a certain class as far as being able to support the church or yeah, right. um, giving to whoever's going to be the priest to be the, like you're adding to their salary. And that's that's traveled all the way here. Like, and part of like my upbringing in Catholicism and and why I now, um, going back to identifying, like I, I don't no longer align with calling mm. myself a Catholic. Right. I've practiced that because that's how I grew up. I'm spiritual because I've I've done work in uncovering what what within it that I did enjoy or did align with but Mm. what within it did not um and a lot of it of a lot of the things that didn't line up were were the the segregations and and the the Mm. force that catholicism took from how like the bible even started and how rome even started like the vatican as Mm. far as like taking the testaments from these apostles that Paul brought over to the Vatican, to mm. Rome, to the ruler at the time, and Roman Empire at that time, they were still believing in all of their gods. If like any, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with any Roman mythology yeah. or Greek mythology, that was still very much intact then. But here is this Paul, like the last apostle coming up to Rome and being like, I have this book of, of these accounts from all these 12 people mm. and like in this is this person who is very much connected to God. That's better than all of your gods or, and that's mm-hmm. how they interpreted it. And this is all worth like a Google for anybody who's interested. But yeah, like the yeah. end of that story was like, Paul was imprisoned and then the empire took the accounts and then made the Bible and like the Roman Catholic church was instilled from that point. Mm. Um, and continued to like, in in conjunction with war and and power Mm. like it just kept traveling which is where i say tragic because you the argument is that they were trying to bring upon this message of of goodness and love and and yes how to treat your neighbor but in doing that they're taking over what was already being right right and like this so it's like you can't achieve justice through injustice yeah in a way like and same with covid vaccines and uh, like the topic of identity and 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 opinions but more so perspectives in general it's Mm -hmm. like how do we take time and space to allow voicing it first without forcing it yeah um and that's the one thing i will say i'm not like i won't vibe with is to feel forced upon yes yeah yeah I think what you're touching on is actually a concept that I've learned through the Baha'i faith uh, growing up, which is called consultation. Mm. It's super practical. 
and it's but I don't see people doing it. <laughs> what I see people doing is while you're talking, I'm just waiting for the moment to crush you with my thought or whatever, or I'm actually going to cut you off even because no, 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 this is what, this is the thought. But consultation would state that I need to speak my truth, my opinion, my heart in its full extent. Don't hold back, but I need to do it in a way that I need to be thoughtful of others and their hearts as well, because I don't, I should never want to hurt anyone. Mm. So yes, I speak what I think for sure i should like i shouldn't be controlled to not share what i think i should share what i think but i should share what i think in a way that's mild as milk which is not easy so that's just one that's just how to talk in a in the my understanding of the bahai approach to consultation then it goes deeper so we're maybe consulting could be you and me it could be a group and then you do the same and i do the same we're sharing our actual I'm not holding back because I think, oh, you may not agree with that or, ooh, you know, you No, this is what I think exactly about whatever the thing is we're talking about. Boom, there it is. You do the same and then then we detach ourselves from what we said. That's no longer my thought. That's a thought uh. that, I, that we all put on the table. Yes. And we want those thoughts to actually clash a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's not my thought and your thought clashing. It's just two thoughts that hap- we happen to place on this table. Yeah. Because we're the ones having the consultation. Yes. So the thoughts are clashing and the concept is a new truth will emerge. Yes. Or the truth will emerge from, from that clash. And not a clash in a aggressive way or like maybe there's a better word to use. But, but no, there is, it's a clash because mm-hmm. we could think it's a totally opposite thing. But our goal is not for me to convince you of my thing. And you to do that to me. Our goal is that we're we were trying to achieve unity of thought. Yes. And and, and not through a cookie credit approach. So it's so challenging. And I, I've I've I think I've only seen that one time. And there's a process in the Baha'i community where we elect the National Spiritual Assembly of the Baha'is of a country. I went to that event and there's a consultation from what are called delegates, like these um, elected representatives from different regions. Anyways, this is too much info. But basically, then all those delegates go to a place and and then Baha'is are welcome to go and observe. I went as an observer and mm. I cried three times cool. that weekend. Cool. Couldn't control myself, you know. And I was thinking, why am I crying so much? And then I realized I just witnessed consultation. Mm. People from all over the country passionately sharing their thoughts about what it, I forget even what was talked about. But everyone would share their passionate thought and opinion also in a way to hopefully not hurt others, um, but not holding back at the same time. Like it's so intense and then and then detaching. Yes. And, and oh man, it's emotional to even think of now because we don't do that. Yes. <laughs> no. I, I don't see examples of it anyways. Maybe you have. I haven't. It's definitely something that I internally work on when Mm. having conversations more so now at this point, but uh, because earlier in my life, I've definitely found myself in situations where ideas of clash would happen, but Mm. the attachment of that idea and standpoint more so. And I think that's uh, more egoic and and primitive. Like that's like Mm. our historical primitive 
way of being is to fight um like in the yes. stress response of a fight or flight yeah ego will attach to being able to fight and stand the ground stand the ground exactly which it's a very delicate conversation as well in that to even think of a situation where fighting is and defining mm-hmm. how you fight is is also where right that right. comes up but um being able to in that situation detach but i wasn't like young enough still not really understanding or having a self-awareness at all or or a moral compass intact like mm. i would say my moral compass as i would imagine and i can't speak for everybody but i think it's very relatable in an adolescent time in our life we can feel lost mm-hmm. and definitely i now can equate that to not having my moral compass in in calibration it wasn't calibrated mm. yet mm. um and only because in our adolescence we are given so much information and even now and that's it's going to continue which is why what we're talking about right now is so important to be able to digest mm-hmm. th- ideas and thoughts in a healthy way right because right. the capacity at which we are given new information is only accelerating mm-hmm. hence why things like chat gpt is in existence because we think it's efficient mm-hmm. to continue that momentum but momentum is about building yeah um, yeah yeah so detach our our egos detach the ego like being able to let it go and one of the most profound things that have been shared with me on my journey and it's one of those things that were said uh, i do believe the person who shared it with me was saying it from a place where they hold on to it Mm. dearly um and i'm grateful that they shared it with me but it was at one of my first work places here in Stratford and I I developed a really strong relationship with my my authority or my superior like the people who are giving Mm -hmm. me the paychecks but uh, we definitely aligned on on or at least a lot of what I learned in in um, an overall health respect like how to take care of my body but in turn taking care of my body I'm also taking care of my mind and Mm. in turn my spirit right Uh, this person it was right after some kind of confrontation and I was sharing in a safe way, like, or believing I was sharing in a safe way, what this confrontation just happened. And they shared that in any situation, there's always going to be, especially in opposing situation, there's always going to be your side, my side and the truth. Mm. And it's very difficult to ever think that you can have a, uh, an argument and be at both at both points in a triangle right. at the same time because right, right. I'm offering my perspective and you're offering yours and mine and yours are not like we're literally coming at the opposing side yeah, yeah. but the reality totally is different there is always going to be that third point we are living in a three-dimensional world if not mm. more so why do we only look at things one way wow That's some gangster stuff. <laughs> so now you've been applying that. This was a while ago. Yeah, that was my early 20s, which that was at a time where 
I was experiencing, I would say, the most friction in my identity or my self-identity mm. or self-discovery more so. Right. Um, that was height, the heightened point of my self-discovery journey. Mm. Um, but more so because I, the, the conversation of self-value also comes in and knowing right. how to really care for ourselves. Um, Big time. The adolescent outlook, at least that the one I had, was I always looked at the word being careful or the phrase being careful as something so um, not risk-taking. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that as the opposite opposite of risk-taking. Okay. And from what I understood back then, you can only achieve certain things if you take the risks. Right. But I totally overlooked that what careful actually means is going about it full of care. Mm. Full of care. And Taking risks. Yeah. And you can <laughs> still take careful risks. We'll put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> And sell it to each other. <laughs> Full of care, taking risks. That's actually a good slogan. Mm. Okay, sorry. No. Yeah. No, I'd wear that t-shirt. I'd wear it. I'd wear it right now. Claire. Claire? <laughs> Claire? Shout out Claire. Make that shirt, please. Design. Full of care, taking risks. It actually is quite powerful. Wow. It felt... It took some time to like really register that. I think the simple statements like that are the tip of the iceberg that show us the wisdom beneath them. Mm. That's what I've learned. And anyone who has sort of these sort of simple statements like what you've just shared, mm. that shows me you've generated wisdom. You've developed wisdom. And because you're actively trying to, what I would call putting putting spiritual principles into action. So you don't have some sort of spiritual principle. Uh, in this case, it would be, you know, being careful or mm. whatever, whatever it is. Um, you don't just think about it theoretically only and talk about, oh, yeah, it's such a great thing, but then you're not full of care at all in your daily life. You're saying, okay, what is that? Let me try that. Do I want that? I don't want that. Maybe I want it. What is it? As you go through life and there's confrontations and experiences, then you're reflecting. Yeah. So that process of action and reflection is the rhythm of development. Mm. And so that rhythm and that... that um, yeah, that rhythm develops wisdom, in my opinion. And so the, that's why we, you will never end your journey. <laughs> Neither will I. Because who are we? Like, who are we? You know, who you were in your early 20s is not who you are now. At the end of your 20s. Nah. And I'm in my mid-30s right now. Looking, you know, looking back to the end of my 20s. I was a different person. And I'm a different person now. And I'll be a different person in the next five minutes. Because you're going to say another thing It's going <laughs> to thing and I, oh and then i'm gonna apply it tomorrow you know because oh, yeah. um that's that's something that we really are missing as well in our society is putting spiritual principles into action and one thing has to do with racial unity in this day and age even even with identity because you are someone putting it into action you're really out there and doing your thing and you're trying to figure out who you are and now you know who you are and you're you're but you're still open minded. I can tell all these things. So I respect that a lot. Mm. But I've also met a lot of people who don't even know what they're talking about when they talk about the identity mm. and gender and it's what I call lip service. Mm. 
And anytime they're challenged with a moment of challenge, it goes out the window. It's like, okay, so you didn't really, mm. you know? And But also with race, people say, oh, yeah, you know, all people with all different skin colors are equal. And then, okay, so what are you, what are you doing about it? <laughs> like, what are you doing about it? We're here at Nancy Campbell. We have students from all over the world in our school. And just in the first three days of this school year, two of our students have been called the N-word in Stratford. So what are we like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we? So who is out here? But then a lot of messages I hear is, oh, yeah, we're inclusive and it's good. It's like, okay, maybe some of us are, but we're not all there. And so that's okay too. I'm not I'm not angry. Like I am a little frustrated, you know, but. I see it as, okay, what's the lacking spiritual principle? Yeah. And that one is the elimination of prejudice. Because that's what I think you are talking about. I think that's what you're fighting for. Talk about a fight. You're fighting to eliminate prejudice. Just because you look like a woman doesn't mean it should equal one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, yes, you were born as a female. You know, you have the organs to create another human being. But that that doesn't mean you can't pursue film just because it's only men in film. <laughs> and it's so on and the list goes on, right? And so to me, that's, to me, like you're fighting what I would call the good fight, you know, which is which is elimination of prejudice. Mm. And and that's something we need in Stratford when it comes to to skin color as well. It's really... It's not enough. Whatever we're doing, whatever we think we're doing, we're probably mostly talking about it and not actually doing. Include I include myself in that strongly. And so and it's hard when you when you try to do something cuz you're faced with a challenge. Mm. So I reported these incidents to the police, but okay. not not actually because I called, no answer, left the message, no response. And now I'm living my life and so, and this is also reminding me, like, oh, I need to follow up. What am I, like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, not much. You know? It's, it's a challenge. That is such a challenge. And um, I, I consider myself an ally um, in adversity, especially, yes, race is huge. Mm. Because that is, that is, like, another physical presentation that, like, you you see it directly Mm -hmm. um the only places i can definitely empathize with is is who i am in my partnership with claire as as Mm. two people who again physically are more female presenting we are in that the lgbtq2ia plus community Mm. it's quite a like it's literally a rainbow but it's are you offended if i say legibitiquitica i saw it on a tiktok (laughs) no and that's just kidding kidding. no and like uh, as far as being open-minded goes it's like uh, i also exercise and do feel i'm at a place where to feel offended I will more so only feel offended when I can energetically feel you are are attempting to give something in that in that context or in that energetic like if you're deliberately trying to make me feel diminished as a human that's where it's like yo um and I where I was going was uh Claire and I have experienced similar things in Mm. the community 
and one of which being recent enough that it was a reminder of of exactly that some kind of prejudice which to give you the long and the short of the story as being partners and exhibiting and having this love Mm -hmm. which i believe partnership is it's like being a support Mm -hmm. person for someone else um, and to be able to experience like human connection affection to whatever capacity you can give at that point anyway um claire and i just finished at the gallery she was working at um i was helping her do something there and we walk around the corner and we are about to part ways because i was going to this lunch i needed to go to and so we kiss goodbye Mm. um just a subtle kiss on the street you know we didn't think anything of it because how dare you but that's exactly what we experienced someone in a truck right beside us proceeds as we're like like mid peck kiss you know Mm. a huge honk starts happening right beside us and of course we're alarmed we're like what's going on what's going on so we like Mm -hmm. separate and that's our that's our immediate um go-to reaction is to separate because Mm. we know like we know it's still being interpreted as um not completely being accepted yet Mm -hmm. or understood uh, so we separate and we take a few step steps back from the truck to see what's going on. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it's this, this white male, I can only say he's older than like maybe seventies or more. And he is yelling at us through his window and like, mm. he looks super upset and all I could do to process in that moment i'm like uh, still perplexed and confused as to what he was Mm -hmm. upset about so we stand there a little bit longer and long enough that he was so annoyed that he starts to roll down the window and i'm like are you okay Mm. like are you okay and he said he said no um i'm paraphrasing but he did use the f word a few times Mm. um no i'm not effing okay i'm effing sick but not as effing sick as you both are. Take your effing sickness away from here. I don't want to effing see that. Um, And then proceeds to roll back his, roll up his window again and gives us the middle finger. Claire and I were going to separate, but at that point, um, I just felt the need to, okay, well now I'm going to walk her to the car. But also it being the day and age Mm. that we're in, she stops and takes a photo of his, truck and license plate Mm. um because it being 2023 luckily that was a smart reflex for where we go after but Mm -hmm. um he could tell that we were taking photos like his information um Mm -hmm. and we both get into the our our car again but we were parked down an alleyway where it was only you can only drive in and back up Mm. uh so as soon as we get into the car this gentleman has I don't know if gentleman is the term, but uh non gentleman. <laughs> he was definitely not being gentle in that right. situation. Uh gets or starts his car up, truck, and then parks it in front of that laneway. So it was so definitely can't get out. it was a weird and maybe it was only two minutes that that went by, but for Claire and I in that car it oh, that was would feel like a century, yeah. That's of wow. all the questions running through our heads of what is he doing mm. and what is he like what is he thinking after what he just did? Yeah. 
luckily he leaves um and then we proceed to also start to leave Mm -hmm. um and thinking okay that's the end of that um it just and it continues only because we took the photo of his license plate and it was it was a tuesday you know so like it was tuesday afternoon we still had things in our day mm-hmm. and this is where the harm of of s- harassment like that kind of sets in of like we didn't have that time right then and there to really process because in my mind i still needed to go and do this other thing and, right. and so i go about doing that thing and claire goes back home to do her errands and an hour goes by and i get this call from claire and it's not even a hello, but it's this distress voice of hers mm. saying that he came to our house. Oh um, my God. And I'm sharing all this because it, it was this afternoon that unraveled into this evening where we finally did take those photos that we took of his, his license plate um, and brought them directly to the police station. Um, okay. And especially now we were hesitant to go to the police station because given everything that has unfolded and more so what we see in the media, like the police and how it handles marginalized groups of Mm -hmm. people is very uncertain or at least has, they've been outed to or called upon to really step up how they are considering these marginalized groups. Mm -hmm. And so we did go and, we were gratefully surprised by the officer that did tend to us. He mm. took the matter very seriously to the point where, because we had the, um, the license plate, he was able to go to, to follow up to his house Wow! and, and let him know that like what he did by showing up to our house. And mind you, this gentleman who showed up to our house, he, in the moment, it's very concerning because a, how did you find out where we live? Mm-hmm. Um, but be like, what are you here to do now? Yeah. Um, but he starts to try to apologize to Claire, um, who usually would always see to who's uh, see who's at the front door. We have a window, a bay window that mm-hmm. we can see who's on the porch before answering. But of course, it was this one time where she just went right to the screen door, and there was this gentleman who we just mm. had this altercation with, and. He tries to apologize and by saying what he did was rude, which, okay, mm. okay. Okay. Um, but then Claire continues and says, like, still very ajarred by him being there, um, kind of agreed and was like, yeah, that was extremely disrespectful. We all live on the same planet. Like, we have to be nice to each other. And he then retorts, well, I don't know about extreme, like it wasn't extreme, but mm. I do acknowledge that I was doing something wrong in the eye of, of the public, I, I imagine is where he was coming forth. Mm. But um, all that to say, like, yes, the, the police were more than helpful right down to the point where this particular officer even asked what my pronouns were, which like mm. that that is, I think, a huge step in, in some regard for sure. But um our processing in that experience and also connected to when he rolled down the window and I asked him if he was okay mm-hmm. is re- like taking note that there is something 
like the root of his hate is something internally that has not been addressed or or released or um healed it's it's like and something that i can definitely um attest to from my own personal experiences of Mm -hmm. especially in in the in the topic of identity and even sexual identity feeling like that is something that i need to just keep inside because for for what i'm being taught it is not the the way of living that is going to best suit my Mm -hmm. my peers or my neighbors yeah and even though by doing that i am i'm burying this truth of myself so deep within that eventually it just starts fermenting right and which i can only feel most hatred being exhibited like that is a truth that is fermented to the point where even the person exhibiting that hate doesn't understand where it's coming from or why even i think it's so powerful first of all i'm sorry you had to go through that in my community well in your community in your own community in any community but um i think it's what you've just shared this story is a lesson to those like i hope my students watch this because Mm. we're trying to reflect as a school what do we how do we help our students you know when they're when they're faced with these moments which unfortunately is quite frequent um so and i think you you've shared a great point of wisdom which is someone who's doing that kind of behavior is not an evil person it's someone who has something fermenting within them some sort of hate within them and we know that hate is just a lack of love that's all that it is hate's not even a real thing in my opinion actually we can go deeper than that there's forces at play in our society at any given moment these forces of integration which bring people together and build unity in diversity or there's forces of disintegration which are pulling people apart and creating division and they're forces they're not people Mm. the forces can take over a person from time to time and any one of us is actually susceptible so it takes daily rigorous concerted effort to choose which force am I allowing in and which force am I putting out into the world? And it's a daily, if not moment to moment. So you and Claire were faced with a moment there. And in the moment you were able to say, are you okay? You know, that to me is, is powerful and, and kudos to you for being able to do that. And I'm sure you had the next few weeks of really, they're messing with your head, I'm sh- certain, because then now you, you know, can you walk down the street? What, you know, you know, so your own idea of being able to exist is in question, and who else is going to do that? You know, it's, so it's it's a lack of um, safety. But you know, people talk about safe spaces, but I just heard something from a friend, which is brave space. Mm, mm-hmm. And so I think that's sort of the other thing, because we can't just go around having everything be super safe i mean physically safe yeah we have to but in terms of a challenging thought for example i've heard some people define a safe space as where nothing will be said that will ever like offend me and i i actually respectfully disagree because 
if you're never being challenged with your thought, you're not growing, you know, (laughs) you need to be challenged. We should actually be, my stepdad seeks out uncomfortable situations. I love his example of approaching life. Yeah. Because he's, if I'm not getting uncomfortable, what am I doing? I'm not growing, you know? So I need to grow. And the way to grow is that if I'm feeling that sort of butterfly thing, like, ooh, that's not what I am about. It's like, he loves that. He lives in that mode, you know? And so... So that to me is the concept of like a brave space. Like I need to be brave and enter this space and and, and, and be open-minded yeah. to hear things that I may not agree with. But sorry, I went a little off topic there. But No, that's, I think. We don't even have a topic. We're just going. <laughs> what are we? We're, oh, I forgot we were on a podcast right now. <laughs> Welcome back to Stratford Vibe Exchange. Whoa. Uh, I thought we'd be talking about video work, but yeah. this is way, way more deep. Although it's all connected. I believe, yeah. Like, Let's make a video about Stratford and the f- forces at play. Mm. But it's a story, like a film, like a short film. That's a story of, of a few of these people who are just receiving this energy, but then facing it with bravery and love. And actually, in the end of the story those who have that hate and prejudice in their hearts remove it because mm. it's replaced with something more powerful and let that be a story that gets shared yeah i love that Let's i would do love it. that what's your how much budget you need who's watching we need to support okay, chris to make this film a million bucks how many how many stories do you think should we start with like one one three four five if we did Let's say 10 minutes for each, less than 10 minutes for each okay. story. Yeah. And there was three or four, 30. That would be like a solid eight day shoot. Eight day shoot. And the crew, the type of crew. I mean, we're both people, multifaceted artists who can wear many of hats, Victor included. Yep, Victor. Literally Victor's already hired. Multi camera setup. <laughs> yeah. Multi-faceted, multi-camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays cello. And he's a paramedic, <laughs> so he could be the nurse on site. I mean, paramedic <laughs> on site, whatever it is. Hot dickety dog, yeah. Victor. Um, that's okay. Well, yeah. there's the there's the set first aid. Um, first aid. We already got some kind of a soundtrack. Soundtrack, easy. Okay. That's done. What else we need? Wow, we had all lights. We need the lights. We need to rally the lights. the troops. You know, to help it feel like efficient. Yes. If if the script or if the story has dialogue, do we need someone to be on the sound location sound? Right. Are there locations like how many? Mm-hmm. How many characters? Right. We would want to pay them. Everyone has to get paid. Yeah. I think we could definitely do it. 50,000 comes to mind. Not bad. That's it? So triple it, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you're thinking 50,000 eight days, it's probably 
32 days and 150,000. <laughs> <laughs> to consider the post-production that would go yeah, into yeah. it. And like all the, yes, like the sound design and, and the music, the sound. I just know because I made a spreadsheet last night because I have so many endeavors in life. And I, and I was telling you earlier too, like I'm not as inspired. Why? Oh, because my goals aren't big enough. Mm. So in the spreadsheet, I start actually just not thinking, ooh, how much money could I like maybe get? I'm like, no, what's the ideal? thing and just write it down boom and pay people well boom 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 yes. boom boom and now i'm dealing in, in my mind not not in real life in my mind i'm dealing in millions of dollars as of last night good. for the first time good so Yay. that's why i'm like okay 50 grand like normally i would say like oh man it's a lot of money but right now i'm like that's not that much money no. like, what are we talking about we're talking about building unity in our community like, how do you put a price on that and you it, can't the the conditioning of of how money is perceived is such a unhealthy relationship to it it's also some type of toxic relationship of of not understanding well it goes back to ourself our identifying ourself or knowing ourself to know Mm -hmm. what our needs are like how much do we actually need in a day to feel at peace and more than at peace how do we feel happy and energized enough to then go out and contribute to our community Mm, yeah and if for example if mine was to have a roof over my head have enough food in my fridge to feed my stomach that does make noises sometimes Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) especially Um, when you're intermittent fasting Oh, I've done that. Mm. I've straight up fasted before. Mm. It got 14 days in. Oh, wow. Dangerous. Yeah. But whole other whole other thing. That's a whole other can of worms. But intermittent yeah. fasting yeah. is is um um but valuing, yeah, being able to value yourself and understand the energetics of money basically. Yeah, right. Um because energetics yeah money never heard that i said yeah right but i was like wait what (laughs) the way i perceive money which has come from this new interest and hobby of numerology um which i discovered during covid like Mm. during the pandemic times through this book called your name is your destiny or your destiny is in your name okay it's like from the 70s but it's this introduction to numerology um but within it um there's there's a spiritual element to it because it it talks about um flipping the outlook of us believing that you know our parents made us so they made us be here Mm. but that's totally disregarding any you know soul energetic of well if we are uniquely us because of that energy of our soul then where does that soul come from and in Mm. religions such as christianity or or whatnot um our souls are like in this heavenly realm or this other realm Mm. and we decide like numerology is on point with this soul energy deciding like we chose this path we chose this existence to further our our soul energetics as well as Mm in collaboration with other humans or other souls that we're meeting to collectively evolve to collectively like raise our vibration to i 
to who knows it's just like let's right. just keep moving up and i bring that up because in a quick in a quick summary because i i have a spiel when mm. it comes to numbers but numbers essentially is the universal language all language is built off of numbers or all languages incorporate numbers okay okay and it's you captured my attention. <laughs> it's similar. Good to spiel so far. <laughs> it's it's very historically true. Mm. It's like in every language and or culture, one is going to mean the same thing. One is one. Uh, and well. all numbers are built off of the initial nine numbers, one through nine. Mm. And the reason why those are so special special is because those are the only single digit numbers. Right. Which everything beyond nine are built upon those initial nine. Right, right. Um, and you'll see in many cultures from um, when you get a fortune cookie from a Chinese store or, um, well, like every door or address has a number um, mm -hmm. to cipher our names. Like each letter of the alphabet has the energetic of of a number like mm. a is one b is two c is three and so on and so forth right but when when it starts to double so in the alphabet for example like once we get to j j is the tenth number numerology to me and from what i understand of the research i've done it's it's the idea of always simplifying we're always bringing it back down to the essence okay um, so 10 is 10 and you think that's so much better than, than one, but in actuality, when we just funnel it back down and in math terms, mathematically in the simplest terms, it's only addition or sub subtraction to like funnel it back down mm. to multiply and to divide and to find the square root. Like you we're complicating it a little bit further than sometimes mm. we need to. But don't tell your math teacher. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> math is well. I mean, it's still important. The fundamentals of that type of understanding yeah, yeah, does yeah. come. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out Miss Marion. She was one of my Miss Marion. Miss Marion. But um, yeah. definitely not where numerology was taught. It was mm. and because yeah, um, in the case of J, J, J is the tenth letter. To simplify the energetics of a J. You add one and the zero together. So one plus zero is one. So J yeah. has the energetics of a one. Whoa. You continue okay. down that for for this example being it's English that we're speaking. So, so I just cracked the numerology code of why 11 is important to you. Yeah, because... K, V, K. Yo. K is 11, the 11th letter. And Maybe that's part of it. Yo, it's exactly. I said it with it. confidence, but I have no idea. I just, yeah. This, okay. Yeah, you no, know, you like you're totally tapped in right now. Let's go. <laughs> okay, a quick yeah, a quick further ride into this train train of thought. Yeah. Um. Yes. In that in that same train of thought, when we get to K, the one other thing we won't ignore is when one of those initial nine numbers are vibrating off of itself. So in the case of 11, that is two of one of the initial nine. Right. Doing the same thing to each other. Mm. So it's essentially amplifying the vibe. 
in numerology that's mm. what is called a master number but okay from what i understand of it it's more so an indication when doing a reading of someone um for their name for example when right. i do readings i go through your entire name to find out the number energetics and in doing that sweet when we uh when we find master numbers i want to get energized yo well you energeticized kareem how do you spell kareem k yo a mm -hmm. r i m you also got a k in there yeah i wish we were close oh we got it yeah <laughs> And the fun thing about K's is that uh, because it's an 11, master numbers are really no ego attached. It's literally in the this best. <laughs> it's the best. Let's be real. <laughs> um, a little bit of ego. Little, I mean, I think it's bit. a cool letter for sure. And yes. Bias. You know, when you write your name, you're like, yeah, that K. Someone says, can you sign your name? I'm like, yes, I can. My <laughs> signature <laughs> now is literally just a K. And that's that's all you need that's all i do i actually feel bad for people whose names don't start with k ah but well for example victor over there except though. v yeah v oh, you got k's and v's well okay sorry tell us about victor well victor containing a v v is the 22nd letter oh that makes sense that's why me and victor get along yo and here's the fun part as to why probably and this is okay. this is the spiritual standpoint of where I believe, where I come from yeah, yeah. with it. Um, in the research, a master number in your name is literally only a direct indication that you are an old soul, that you've done the human experience already enough mm. Mm. that you are coming back this time with, in the case of a K, you've mastered the spiritual plane. <laughs> I already knew that. <laughs> mastered it. <laughs> literally coming here preaching like good vibes <laughs> and holding space for one another for connection that is what's next <laughs> and with victor over here because it's the yeah. 22nd having a v in your name is not only a master of the spiritual but also the material Ooh, that's why he's running all the stuff <laughs> victor and that's why respect. I, yo exactly i like um and this is just a fun tidbit that you go about your life from here from this day forth and you maybe this information carries with you and mm. you meet someone with a k in their name or a v and it doesn't even have to be those letters specifically those letters just are very like like i said direct indications when you do the full add up of someone's names um like michael for example if you know any michaels out there and Doesn't again start with k doesn't start with K, but that is a name that adds up to 33. And that's as okay. far okay. as um, masters master numbers go. Is oh, well, I know some Michaels. They're all great. They are usually pretty great. And usually pretty great in the sense of things come easily. In the sense of when we think of living a human experience already. Mm. Yeah, you're going to be pretty good at something that you've done rhythmically already or it's already a rhythm a rhythm for you at this point mm. um where cool. it, which is like in yeah in your case spiritually you've done the work in previous lives to come in confidently here to be like okay i got that down can i tell you my full name oh let's go kareem campbell sharif gamal abdul rahman rushdi hot diggity dog. maybe after this episode you can do the 
numerology on that. Oh, yes. That's the Egyptian way you say the name before and before and before. Cool. So that's how I would know who I am. Is that on your birth certificate? No, no. Kareem Campbell Rushdie. KCK. You're KVK. KCK. No, I'm not KCK. I'm KCR. What am I saying? Kareem Campbell Rushdie. Well, KCR. I wanted to be like you. See, it was a Freudian <laughs> slip because I wanted to say one thing. I was saying earlier how, like, uh, you know, I, I want to just listen to people and not have my own thought. I've had my own thought for the past, like, three minutes just waiting to say it. So I'll just say it. KVK. K is the spiritual mastery of 11. V is the material mastery of 22. Right? You are a spiritual material master, master of masters. Yo. It makes sense why your videos are so smooth, but they also tell a story. That's the that's the goal. This is KVK everyone. Yo, and here's the here's the fun eerie part of okay. of that which I'm happy to share. Um so Vaughn in my name mm. when I was it's also not on my birth certificate. Oh, okay. It was something that I incorporated into to give myself more of this artist oh, identity. Okay, okay. But it was like heritagely, like in my lineage, it was there. Mm. It was stripped um during um it's uh, Kleist is a German German background. Kleist. Okay. Yeah. I tried to do German. No, that I think you do it better than I feel like I ever Okay. Could. But yeah. <laughs> it's So you brought the Vaughn back. I brought the Vaughn back because I'm bringing Vaughn back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I don't know how others like I was trying to add to the song as far as you other brothers don't know how to bring it back. Bring it back. Ooh. You other you <laughs> humans can't bring names back. I'm bringing Vaughn back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo. Let's make an album right now. You got my creative juices going. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I can make a whole album just on numbers right now. Yo. Get ready for the next rap I write. It's going to be. 65 divided by 22. Why divide when you can add, subtract? That's the basics. Let's get it back to the placeless. Whoa. If you want to try to get a facelift, try to rearrange your whole brain wave so you can understand what's beneath it. That didn't rhyme. In, impatient. Ooh, that would be a cool rhyme. <laughs> you got it recorded. Let's do a, let's do a numbers song. I'm down. Okay. I'm down. Okay. Oh, I'm so oh, down. So good. Um, fudge, fudge. Um, Vaughn, yes, I brought Vaughn. it back out of, yeah, this like this internal desire to want to have uh, some kind of deeper connection to my heritage. Mm. Um, but it's also uh, a side that is very much I, that I very much know little about because mm. historically, as we all are still taught about, like World War Two is not okay mm -hmm. yeah um but where like my grandfather immigrated after the war he was like a kid during during the war in oh, germany yeah. um like wow. very much being given the 
you know the nazi youth spiel if oh wow um like having to work in i'm pretty sure he was working in a bomb factory like as a youth um and weirdly enough the day like this one day which i'm sure we all can imagine like to be sick and to not go to go to this school slash work for the day he was pretty sick but the one day he didn't like that whole place got blown up oh my god and was very much like uh you know just one of those life things of okay how am i here like how is he here how am i here but of course he as soon as he could he came over here right wow um but vaughn he he already didn't have the vaughn by the time like he was a kid uh Mm. but i just knew it was there somewhere with the name kleist um and people throughout my career even in in the film industry when you get talking to crew members especially on film crews where or film sets like feature films where feature films are like summer camps in some way uh, because a lot of the time you're meeting people for the first time so you're trying to get to know each other while you're making something so in this case um, it was the producer at the time who I have a lot of respect for asked so Kleist is that German and I was like yeah it is like it's cool that you could pick up on that yeah yeah. Um, and I added I added that there was a Vaughn in there at some at some point because I was as a kid when I was given that information I was so confused as to how something like that could be stripped or like yeah right and the word strip being like it was taken away like no more like oh wow. this name doesn't get that anymore right right um and that producer was like oh that's really cool that's really cool and I worked with that same producer three more times to the point where in the credits of the tv shows I was working on they put Vaughn in the credits oh interesting and I was like, yo, I like that. Like, I dig it. I dig Whoa, it. Oh, that's so cool. It's And it felt like because I don't have the V naturally in my name, I, I, up until that point, there was something about Vaughn that felt like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm having to put my foot up onto like a big step. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Take a Take leap. a step up. Take yeah. A and I had just formed. Vaughn step for humanity. <laughs> yeah Vaughn for humanity yeah at this point for sh- like yeah um it was oh i just got my master business license for my like entrepreneurial like i'm a right freelancer as well but i made it a business like a sole proprietorship and right, on right. the business license i was like it's gonna be chris von kleist that's awesome and I decided that and made it formal there, and then I found numerology. Oh, cool. I see what you're saying. The full circle moment. Yeah. Things sort of happened. Yeah. You embraced them. And I... And it, then found out the significance of the the V in there. Exactly. And Dang. there was some friction there of of mm. the internal insecurities of like is that okay like am i allowed to just do that can i just bring vaughn back and at this point i can confidently say with anybody like with you sharing me it was sharing with me your full name Mm. like back to the the egyptian did you say yeah the egyptian way so dope so dope it's like 
a hundred percent you're like if you energetically and i keep saying energetics but it's like every human has its own atmosphere of energy revolving like around us if you feel intuitively that like that is who you are Mm. then all those names are who you are Mm. it's um i love that and when I do readings with people, that. when I write down their names, I always ask, like, yes, what was your name at birth? But, like, what are the names you are using now? I should change my artist name on Spotify so it would <laughs> be so long. <laughs> <laughs> you can never see the whole thing because there's never, there's no screen Yo, big enough. That'd be super dope. <laughs> I want to see it written out first and foremost. I want to see. I think I've, I have written it out, like, maybe once when I was a kid and I found out that that was the way to do it well but in my adult life i've never written it down that'd be kind of fun to do yeah well because to me it's like especially in your background it's part of like all those names are part of your lineage right Mm -hmm. yeah and in a spiritual sense as far as your soul wanting to reincarnate it's like who's to say who's to say and um this is where interest in like reincarnation definitely comes into play in Mm. in numerology like the tibetans in tibet like they're all over this eastern Mm -hmm. the eastern world yes yeah hinduism as well yeah it's yeah exactly exactly so it's like who's to say that your soul hasn't been riding that wave of of that lineage already and like this is just your most recent Mm. manifestation experience where you really you're probably like for sure a completed soul in the sense that um each number equates to a life lesson as well and numerology i just realized i just remembered where we got on this train it was from the energetics of money (laughs) oh yeah thank you yo thank you we just switched it to you being the host. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Welcome back to Strap for Vibe Exchange with Chris Blancleis, the host, <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> he said, Victor's like, why you keep welcoming people back? Because <laughs> it keeps changing. We have to, like, well, okay, so energetics of money. And then I want to ask you some practical questions. Oh, yes, the uh, actual reason why. You. Well, no. The reason is to exchange vibes. Ah, uh, we succeeded before we started. Yeah. <laughs> Good to go. Um, energetics of money. Oh yeah. Yes. In numerology, each each one of those original nine numbers correlate to a life lesson. Okay. Um, life lesson similar to any other faith or religion. Your moral compass, like. I, I only know Christianity fairly well because of my upbringing, but like similar to right. the Ten Commandments, like if you follow those Ten Commandments according to the Bible, right. like you should be living a really great, like right. good life for yourself and others. Yeah. In numerology, similar, like each, there's nine, there's nine numbers and each one equate to a life lesson. When I do my numbers, I'm missing, like in my name, each letter correlates to a, to a number in my name i don't have a a seven and an eight and before i added the vaughn i also didn't have a four okay so you brought in the four i brought it in which um 
So four, four is the number all about routine and learning the importance of a routine to the importance of a rhythm, which I can very much, um, I very much vibe with the struggle I had, I had, and it's ever evolving. Um, I'm only now at this point where I really crave this, this routine of how can I make my life like a heartbeat, you know, Mm. in in breath, how Mm -hmm. do I make it? So I'm still sustaining myself well enough. That must be a challenge in the film industry. Yo. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a routinely heartbeat sustained effort. It's gotten me into trouble for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's um but now I, I feel like I am on the other side of that unawareness to that. Mm. Where yeah, and similar to what you were talking about earlier with feeling like a, a post party depression vibe yeah. of achieving this certain like achieving Milestone. Yeah. And um when I talk to people who also don't have fours in their name, it's because their mission or not their mission but like one of their goals in this life is to really feel fulfilled in loving the routine of steps like it goes Mm. to i definitely have gone down the rabbit hole of thinking about this phrase what is the point because i've also in my life experienced very existential points Mm. um in that confusion of like what do i believe in and what is my faith like what is the point but when you think about a point a point is only when two opposing sides meet Mm. and in a a mountain sense or in a staircase like you get up to that one point but to make it a smooth enough travel up the staircase you're going to make it flat so it's a direct incline and then you're flat line for Mm. what i think is the mundane like that boring part is the part that is going to make you re-energized enough to then make another direct okay 90 degree incline so it's not even at least again what i feel it's not even about the point it's just like similar to it's not even about the journey but that's the four seven is uh spirituality like in a past life i died because i didn't stand up for what i believed in Oh. Or I was the exact opposite and I was over opposing of, of my beliefs. Like oh, wow. it was so this life is really about like learning. Well, what is my spiritual compass? Like what is my moral compass, hmm. my moral compass and how is it calibrated and being true to that? Wow. And then eight, eight is the, the money number. It's oh, it's the energetics okay. of money currency. And when you think of the word currency, it's like electric currents. Right. And current is always flowing, just like Flows. in water. Yeah. And that is how money was, is built. Like, that's why there's taxes. That's why there's receipts. That's why the government wants to keep putting thing I- putting everything on a card because they want to trace what is going out and what's coming in because that's the current that... It's at flowing. L- at least Canada's flowing. Right, right. And then when it comes to the individual it's it's very much the same it's like when we talk about an exchange of services Mm -hmm. yes i can help you do this video related job but i want 
the money that I'm receiving to be coming from someone who is also aligned with the mission of of that video mm. or or very much agreeable and more than supportive of why the number is the value that it is you know oh whoa because if i did which i have like i've i've taken jobs where i've asked for a certain amount of money and people make the comment or have made the comment like oh i i reached out to you because i thought you would be cheaper mm. and there again like the 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 traumas of being perceived as a female filmmaker opposed mm. to you know like a business oriented masculine external energy of a of a right uh um and in those cases like those those clients that i worked with even though they made that comment fairly early in the exchange but still far enough that we've already put work into it so like you're still going to finish it and you mm. still are going to pay me and mm. they did but like the outcome of that project did not feel fulfilling whatsoever like mm. it, it was left very wow it was just left the energetics weren't established yeah i'm trying to use your your, the term (laughs) (laughs) did that make sense yeah it's similar to what i do like about strafford it's very local oriented or or it's it's small enough that you can see where your money is going like Mm. by me going to a farm grocery store like organic oasis like i literally can see i just learned about them it's shout out organic oasis shout out shout out just tried your vegetables for the first time at a friend's house and my friend said, you really got to wash these. And I thought, oh, that means they must be very organic. <laughs> yeah. Fresh from their crops, usually. Right, and, like, right. everything that they curate in their store, it's like, you know, they're putting the care similar to the intent of what they named their store, you know? It's yeah. Like, right. they're, you can literally see the farm. You can see the pigs. If, if you're consuming meat, like, it's yeah. nice to see the chickens free and roaming around oh yeah they're not controlled by an app have you heard of that Ugh. that exists very close to us Ugh. huge huge buildings and the farmer has an app you just press a button and it feeds like two thousand chickens at once <laughs> this little opens a little gate and then they eat how wild is that, that is- you press a button lights off Yo. go to sleep chickens and then and that's most of the chicken available. You know, like Popeye's, KFC. Everyone's mm-hmm. doing chicken sandwiches, you know. Those those cooked chickens at grocery stores and everything. Oof. It's just like, really? Is that Oof. what we're eating just from an app? Anyway, so yeah. No, it's Organic, related, the energetics of it all. The, it, the it, energy. It, literally, because, yes, in that sense, if you were to buy a chicken or meat of a chicken from Organic Oasis comparatively to yes going to Popeye's or even Zare's the chicken at Organic Oasis is probably going to be in what we would say more expensive because the value of it being priced right let's say it's ten dollars but you can get you can also get chicken at Zare's for three dollars right because it's on sale but the difference being I can actually see where this chicken is and the energetics that this chicken is also cultivating in its life by like being more of a free chicken and not slumped yeah that chicken probably had a name like that chicken was johnny (laughs) or whatever you know or habib you know and they go there goes habib and then 
and then we eat Habib, and the energy's better than just a number. Ooh. Just a number. Ooh. And especially for... That was chicken 65,700. Whose life was probably exponentially um, um, escalated with hormones, like being fed all these things that we don't even know, because... When we look at the ingredients of a chicken, it just says chicken. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's not even considering what the chicken ate. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that all comes back to the energetics of it all, because it's like, yes, I'd be happy um, to pay more money because I know what I'm buying, mm. like the vibe of what I'm buying. And same with when I say a price, like I'm going to say it because my self-worth is, is in calibration with like where i feel i'm at right now Mm -hmm. that yeah my price tag if it's not going to vibe with yours because it is too much money then that's for the other person to figure out like okay like if that's not where you're at that's okay but yeah i'm this is where i'm at so yeah i'm waiting or i'm not waiting but like i'm gonna bring in the people who have you ever had a client who asks you to charge more this is a shout out to all of my mentors and uh, and a lot of people that I work with now who are supportive and mentoring at the same time. I said mentors. They're saying charge more. Yeah, they're like you can you can do more than this, and um, it's been self self like doing research at home. Like I do a job. Mm. And then I tally my my energetics. This is the word of the entire. This is it. Energetics. Chat. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, I do a job for what I thought was a decent amount of money, but I get I I finish it. Like let's say I export it, and it's now off to the client. Delivered. It's delivered. I then have to tally how burnt out I am, and how <laughs> empty is my bank account from the experience. Yes. And empty more so. Like, did this sustain me for that for the amount of time that I spent with it, and sustain me more? It it goes back to like what I feel like is what I need. Did it pay for? Did it help pay for the roof over my head? Do I have food in my mm. fridge to also help sustain me? And did I a lot for time off? Was I able to take time off for myself to keep that heartbeat rhythm going up yeah. to four? Yeah. Mm. So. We're just now, we're, as in myself, I'm now at a point where I am working in a place where I do have something consistent, Mm. which in in a rhythm is great. Yeah. Like in a routine. Um, But, and this is how I've always functioned as an artist. Um, Even when I went to film school, it was more of uh, a question of, can I do this? Mm. Is this something I can do um, because of, again, like through the conditioning as well as where I grew up um, attests to how right. far of a leap it felt for, for me to think that, oh, I could, be a, I could be a director of a story, of a film that right. could help either inspire or, or share a perspective that hasn't been seen or right. felt before. Mm. Dang. We're going to have to do another episode. Yeah. This, this is the 11th episode with Chris Von Kleiss. We're going to do episode 
22 and 33. Yo, hey. yo, that would be fun. Because this conversation can go on and we need it to go on. But I think for today, let's start wrapping it up. Yo, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. With How your long permission. Have we been here? I don't know. But I just have to ask some. Um, I'm not even going to do the chat GPT stuff. I'm going to do this. It's just very important, you know, because you're a videographer. We need to know camera of choice. Mm. Mm. Sony. Panasonic, Canon, Blackmagic. See, Victor's just started listening for the first time in the <laughs> podcast. No, just kidding. What's your camera of choice and why? Mm. My answer. This is a really good question. And dun, dun, dun. I'm definitely a techie coming to the table and getting excited by the choices. But my answer would be give me any camera and any <laughs> any device okay and okay what i need to make mm. that's what we call energetics of camera choice dang we love them all they all got their quirks i respect that <laughs> oh i think that's how we need to end this episode give me anything wow <laughs> i'm so inspired Thank you. I'm really just so grateful you took time out of your rhythm Mm. to come here and spend time and be honest and open up and share and laugh and cry and, you know, exchange vibes together on the Stratford Vibe Exchange. Energetics. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. I did need to say you you reminded me of something when you talked about the ingredients in the chicken. (laughs) Yeah, I think I know what you because I give each guest like a like a term, oh, like yeah. a title. I think your title is the human ingredient aficionado. Aficionado? Mm. No, that's not the word. Human mm. ingredients specialist. Ooh. Oh, dude! Human ingredient specialist. Dang! Put Stratford's before Stratford's human ingredient specialist. I'm putting that as my LinkedIn. That's who you are. That Fuck. throw it on LinkedIn. You're yeah. done. Because that yeah. says a lot about your energy. Mm. You think about all the ingredients of the humans and trying to respect it all. And, Yo. You know, and don't put that stuff in the chicken. But you know what's more important than the chicken? The human. Mm. A human. The being. Yeah, a human. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Respect. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Victor. Yeah, Victor. Goodbye. <laughs>